0: Hi, this is Melissa with Mixin' Some Magic. Welcome to my podcast. Hi, welcome back. I'm so happy you're here. There's a lot of things to talk about today. Um, A little bit later, Mandy is going to be joining me again, my cousin Mandy. We're going to be talking about our day at Downtown Disney. But first, I wanted to share some of the latest Disneyland news. Um, If you haven't heard, we still don't have ticket sale information about the reopening of Disneyland. It's reopening April 30th, and everybody is on pins and needles wondering when they can buy tickets. Now, at this point, we know it's only gonna be open for California residents, but all the California residents are dying to know when they're going to be able to purchase tickets. Everyone's curious about the process and everyone's a little stressed, if I'm gonna be honest with you, myself included, and I'm not even a California resident, but I just wanna know, I need information. How is this gonna work? So, I feel like it's coming, I mean, it has to be, right? So as of me recording this podcast, we have not had any information, but hopefully it will be coming soon. As soon as it does, I'll put it all over my Instagram and we'll discuss all the ins and outs on the next podcast. Hopefully by the time I talk to you guys again, we'll have information. Um, I am most curious to know, I mean, obviously we don't know when out-of-state residents can go, but I'm an out-of-state resident who also has a ticket. I have a couple tickets. So I'm wondering if I will be able to have priority because I have a ticket that I haven't been able to use or how that's all going to work. So lots of unanswered questions. Hopefully we get information soon. Um, It'll be nice to just know one way or the other and then we can all move on with our lives and look forward to the reopening of Disneyland. In other Disneyland news, we got word last week that Disneyland would like to do an expansion of the Disneyland park. So they released some information last week and they have a website. It's called dot DisneylandForward.com. I'll put a link in the show notes to that. But basically, they released kind of a, a... tentative plan of what they would like to do it's almost like a a plan they're presenting to the city of anaheim for their approval so they want to renovate the disneyland resort and add new attractions and new shops and restaurants all within the 490 acres that is disneyland Um, disneyland is small compared to some of the other disney parks And so, they're wanting to squeeze even more into what they already have, which would mean mostly the parking lots and expanding Downtown Disney and things like that. But the plan would call for parking to be moved off-site and a pedestrian bridge to be built over Harbor Boulevard. So you would park off-site and then walk across this pedestrian bridge to get into the Disneyland parks. So that would be pretty exciting. I'm all for expanding Disneyland and adding more any way possible, even if I have to park farther away. Um, Jeanette Lomboy, who is Disney portfolio and executive at the Walt Disney Imagineering, she said, guests need and want more. In order to give guests what they want, we need more flexibility in Anaheim. Now, Disney hasn't released exactly what new attractions would be added, Um, But Lomboy did say the possibilities are endless. We're excited about the possibilities and ready to dream. Disney has also made it very clear that they're not asking for any public funding to move forward with this project. They're going to be funding it all themselves. But the problem is... um, They need help from Anaheim. They need Anaheim, the city of Anaheim, to redraft the specific plans for the parks, like the zoning and things like that. The last time that the plans were done was in the 1990s, and that defined the areas of the resorts and where hotels could be and where parking could be and where attractions could be. And I mean, that was a long time ago. It's very outdated. And so the Disney Forward plans are asking the city to overhaul that plan, and allow them to expand and go into different areas and kind of change things up in different ways. The Anaheim mayor has been briefed on the project and he said that he's very supportive of it and he's looks forward to seeing a detailed project and he's hopeful that the city of Anaheim can make it all work for Disneyland. So I hope so too, I think it will be great. Disneyland has kind of tried to do things like this in the past I mean they were talking about moving parking that has been something that's been on their radar for quite some time but that kind of got nixed because some of the hotels and restaurants on harbor were upset because they thought they would lose business if um, people walked over their hotels and restaurants to get to the park instead of past them so they didn't like that and so they've also nixed having they were going to build a big luxury hotel that's why they shut down the Rainforest cafe and the ESPN zone and then they had ran into trouble with the city of Anaheim about taxes over that and so they've kind of put that On a shelf and they said that there's no plans to revamp a luxury hotel Not revamp, but to add a luxury hotel at this point They're kind of just taking everything in a different direction, which will be really interesting. I'm really excited to watch how this all plays out so if you go to the Disneyland forward website at the very front page there's a little message from ken potruck who is the president of the disneyland resort and he said thinking big and leading the way is both our legacy and our best path forward now is the time to be bold to dream to believe and to lead the world-renowned disneyland resort is poised to bring back jobs to our community as well as new entertainment and experiences to loyal fans and new audiences for generations to come and then they, they have different sections on the website about, like, the challenges that are facing the Disneyland Resort in bringing new experiences to Anaheim. We kind of talked about that, the space challenges and parking. And so they have information about that. And then they have a whole section on imagining the possibilities. In this section, it says, we want to bring more Disney investment to Anaheim. However, this is, simply isn't possible under current inflexible planning restrictions unless we remove and replace treasured rides and and attractions in our parks today without updates new disney experiences and placemaking created from our beloved stories will likely never find their way to the disneyland resort as they have in other parks throughout the world with disneyland forward and more flexibility with within our existing properties new lands and adventures like those underway at tokyo disney sea and shanghai disneyland could inspire new experiences here and then they go on to talk about some of the the options. There's nothing set and sewn, but some of the things that they could do if things were rezoned and they could expand Disneyland. So, there's a frozen land, which would be an option. Guests visit Arendelle, the home of Elsa and Anna, and explore this frozen land filled w- filled with a thrilling boat adventure, as well as a restaurant set inside a castle. I mean, who wouldn't want that? All of these possibilities just have my head spinning. There's a tangled land possibility. Rapunzel's tower overlooks a charming forest where guests board gondolas to the Lantern Festival to live Rapunzel's best day ever with Flynn. A restaurant where she befriended a band of thieves in the film is also featured. <laughs> Can you imagine getting to be with the lanterns and go into the is it the cuddly duck? is how it is called? I think so. That would be amazing too but this option this next one is pro- probably my most favorite for Disneyland. I would love to see this. It's a Peter Pan land. And if if you know me at all, Peter Pan is my favorite Disney movie. So it says the Neverland area features two attractions, one that with the help of Tinkerbell takes guests on a boat ride following the Lost Boys down a river and the other taking guests on a journey to the middle of Pixie Hollow where Tinkerbell and her fairy friends live. The area also includes a restaurant with spectacular views inspired by the Lost Boys iconic hideout. That would be amazing um there's also information on expanding the california adventure kind of some things they could do there it says with updated approvals disney california adventure park could be home to some of disney's most technologically advanced immersive and cutting-edge entertainment taking cues from these exciting lands and attractions around the globe from, for inspiration so having a zootopia area is an option which currently under construction at Shanghai Disneyland guests will be invited to experience the mammalian metropolis of Zootopia where anyone can be anything with a new major attraction that will seamlessly blend Disney storytelling and state-of-the-art technology to bring this fan favorite movie and its characters to life. That would be fun. There's also the option for a toy story land, which I think would be fun, but we do have that in Disney world and it would kind of be fun to have something different In Disneyland, I think. Um... Here's their little blurb about the Toy Story Land. As part of Disney's Hollywood Studios in Florida, guests shrink to the size of a toy and join in the fun in this toy-filled land inspired by the Toy Story films. Guests can take a ride on Slinky Dog Dash, a roller coaster Andy assembled from his Mega Coaster toy kit. They can also join a little green alien as they swirl about in their rocket ship toys in the alien's the alien swirling saucers. The land also includes a car- carnival games and a restaurant Woody's Lunchbox. So that would be fun. But that also, that exact thing is in Florida. Another option is Tron. Currently open in Shanghai Disneyland and under construction at the Magic Kingdom Park in Florida, the Tron Light Cycle Run Roller Coaster invites guests to sink the pedal to the Moto Metal while twisting and turning in the cyber-filled world at a high-speed Race for Survival. So that would be fun too. But again, that's also going in Florida. I think it would be fun to have kind of some unique things because Disneyland's so unique as it is. It would be nice to have some other unique attractions. So there, there's also a map here on the Disneyland Forward website that's interesting, kind of talking about how they would expand and their ideas, where they would like to expand into. So that, that's interesting. Take a look at that. Um, they also talk about how they would like to expand downtown Disney and make it kind of more like a Disneyland Springs. If you've ever been to Disney World in Florida, Disney, Disney Springs is huge. So they would like it to be more of that, more restaurants, more shopping, which would be great for locals. And it would also be great for tourists. There's a whole other section on transportation. i um, I'm going to read that because it's interesting. So to support future development over the next few decades, Disney plans to significantly invest in transportation, parking, transit, and pedestrian safety measures to improve mobility throughout the Anaheim Resort. In the future, Disney envisions creating a new parking destination on the east side of the Anaheim Resort, which would include a pedestrian bridge with upgraded entrance access for hotels and businesses located along Harbor Boulevard. In addition, Disney will continue to work with area businesses and the city to invest in and encourage the use of public transit and ride-sharing for our cast and guests. So, seems like a well-thought-out plan. I'm looking forward to seeing what actually happens. I mean, Disneyland often announces big things like this. Maybe not often, but, you know, they talked about uh, the hotel that was supposed to happen and things like that, and then it all just kind of falls through. So, hopefully... This is something that will actually happen. It seems like the city of Anaheim is interested in it and excited about it, and it would just bring more business to everybody. It would make Disneyland, I don't know, maybe feel a little more like Disney World. It would just expand the Disneyland bubble, I think, which would be exciting. I'm all for anything that Disneyland wants to do. I think it's just great, and I'm glad that they're moving forward and coming up with more ideas. I do kind of wish that they would just put a little tiny pin in this and just get the parks open to everybody right now so that they could focus on that a little bit instead of all these other great ideas but you know i'm just feeling that i'm just missing the parks i guess but either way i'm excited for all of the new possibilities Okay, I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I'm going to get Mandy on the phone, and we are going to talk all about our day at Downtown Disney. So we did A Touch of Disney, and then the next day we went to Downtown Disney. So on the last podcast, I talked all about A Touch of Disney, and then today we're going to talk about our day at Downtown Disney. So I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. (music) I'm good. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for coming back to talk more Disney on the podcast. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad that you'll do this with me. It's just fun to recap our trip. Our trip was so fun, and so it's really kind of nice reminiscing and thinking back about it. It is fun. I can't okay, wait to was- go again. Oh, I know. Someday. Someday. Um, I feel like I'm having a harder time this week than I was last week, though. Like, I wasn't missing it as much last week as I am now. Oh, now you're really having (laughs) withdrawals? Yeah, Yeah, the post-Disney depression is more real this time. Uh, I know, I'm like seeing everybody's Instagram stories when they're a touch of Disney this week, and I'm like, crap, I want to go back. I know, me too. Uh, we'll be we get we'll get back there someday soon. Yeah, good thing they're having fun for us. Exactly. <laughs> well, today we are going to be talking about our day at Downtown Disney because we actually did two days on our trip. We had a day at a touch of Disney, and then we had a whole day at Downtown Disney, which I thought that we there was no way we'd be able to spill an entire day at Downtown Disney, but somehow we did it, and I'm still not even sure. What we did to fill the time. Melissa, we spent nine hours at Downtown Disney and did not leave. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And we barely even bought anything. We did eat a lot, though. We ate probably more in Downtown Disney than we did at Touch of Disney. I think you're right. Oh, we ate a lot. Okay, well, to start the day, we were going to sleep in. Well, we did sleep in. I did, at least. Mandy was up at 6 a.m., But I slept until nine and then felt kind of lazy when I woke up and realized that she'd been awake for three whole hours. But I, in fairness, I fell asleep at like 10 o'clock at night and you were up doing other stuff. That's true. You were asleep really early. Our sleep schedules are not the same. No. (laughs) So by the time we got up and we're getting going, we were trying to decide if we should go have breakfast somewhere if we should just head straight to downtown disney and we ended up just deciding to go to downtown disney and start with an early-ish lunch yeah that was our plan but our early-ish lunch kind of turned into like noon yeah so by the time we like were showered and out the door it was noon so we got there and there was no wait to get into downtown disney it was a saturday was it a saturday Yeah. And I was really surprised because I was really worried. I've seen people's stories where they've waited like an hour or more to get into downtown Disney. So I was a little worried going that late that we were going to be stuck in line, but we weren't. We just walked right in. Right. We got lucky. It did get more crowded as the day went on, but we walked right in and we started our day with lunch at Earl of Sandwich, which I had been talking up to Mandy like crazy because I love it so much. And I had never been, and I was like, okay, well, I like sandwiches, so let's go try it. And so we debated whether or not we should split it or not, and finally we decided to just each get our own, which I think was probably our first mistake of the day, because then we started off full, but we still had a lot more food to pack in. So we got the holiday turkey sandwich, and we each got a full one, and it's got stuffing and turkey and gravy and cranberry on their amazing bread and we should have split it well we probably should have but that was an amazing sandwich like it was so good I was not expecting it to be that good it was so good though I'm really glad I had my own me too but it made me full well we got done at like probably like twelve forty five eating that sandwich and we had two o'clock reservations at Tortilla Joe's yeah and that was not gonna work no that wasn't gonna work so luckily we Mandy was I was like we're just gonna have to push through it doesn't matter we're gonna stuff ourselves we're gonna be sick but Mandy's like let's just go ask and see if they can change our reservation and I really didn't think they'd do it but we went over to Tortilla Joe's and they were like sure no problem what time do you want to come And so we changed it, what, to three? Yeah, three o'clock, I think, which, I mean, she was so nice and just, it was so easy to do that. I kind of was not expecting them to do it either, but they are very accommodating. Yeah, she was nice. And maybe it's because it wasn't a, you know, a main meal time. Yeah, that could be it. Um, I did forget to mention before we went to Earl of Sandwich, we got on the mobile wait list for the Star Wars trading post. And I could not get it to work on the app. You're supposed to scan the little QR code and I couldn't get it to work. But a cast member just added me manually. So that was nice. So if you can't figure out how to make it work, just talk to somebody and they can help you. Yeah, she was way helpful. So by the time we finished lunch and changed our reservation, then they called us and, or sent us a text and said we could go to the Star Wars Trading Post, which is in the old Rainforest Cafe building. And they've totally decked it out and made it all. Star Wars-ish. It was the perfect place for them to have this new little shop. Yeah, I really liked it. It was so... The theming was great for Star Wars. Yeah, it was fun. It's like they took all of the merchandise from Galaxy's Edge and just brought it over into the Star Wars trading post. Star Wars fans. Perfect shopping experience right there. I know. It was great. And I've heard of people having to wait for hours and hours but we just did an hour and luckily it's all virtual so you don't have to worry about standing in line that long. Yeah it was really easy and simple. It was fun we didn't buy anything in there because we are not huge Star Wars fans. I didn't even really know what most of the stuff was but I appreciated it. (laughs) I know I was telling you like I wanted one of those little lounge fly backpacks a couple times ago and we me and my mom saw it and thought it was so adorable and then We went to a Star Wars shop, and it was in the Star Wars shop, and we're like, how is this Star Wars? We don't even understand. So, (laughs) I guess we need to watch the movies. I know. I still don't understand it, but (laughs) it's cute. Well, there it was fun to be in there. It was lots of fun stuff, and so I'm glad that we took the time to pop in there. Yeah. We did have all day, though. Yeah. And so next we went over to Wonderground Gallery, which I was kind of thinking was just artwork, but they had way more things. I mean, they did have some really fun artwork, but they also had some other things that were cute, too. They had some cute tumblers and keychains, and they had some adorable bowls and plates. They had some fun stuff in there. Yeah, they had this bowl set with, like, the Allison in Wonderland rabbit in a teacup. That was so yes. cute. That was so cute. We didn't buy any of that stuff. I did find out, though, that if you, because I was worried about taking it on a plane, but I found out that if you want to purchase something and have it shipped to your house, they will do that from any of the shops at Downtown Disney and any of the shops on the, at the Disneyland Resort, they'll ship it right to your house if you want to purchase it, which is kind of a good option for a lot of people. So keep that in mind if you ever want to buy something giant or fragile. Yeah, I mean, I could have used that probably at a Disney World a few times last I know, time. maybe it's better that you didn't know about it. I know, there was some things I really wanted, but I'm like, how am I going to take this on the plane? <laughs> <laughs> well, after that, we went over to Tortilla Joe's. It was time for our second lunch at 3 o'clock. And we ordered the chips and guacamole first because it's amazing. Well, I think our initial plan was just to go there for chips and guacamole as an afternoon snack, but (laughs) I think our eyes were a little bigger than our stomachs because then all of a sudden we had like two crispy tacos and we had a flauta plate with rice and beans. I know, we got way too much. By the time they, because we started with the chips and salsa and by the time they set down the other food, I was thinking, I can't, I can't eat any of this. I'm too full. (laughs) I know it was it was really good though but it was definitely our midday snack turned into like midday second lunch yeah it was a lot didn't they used to make the guacamole table side do I remember that right yes and they would ask you like what um heat level you wanted it like mild medium or hot and they would come around and have you taste it and then you would tell them what it needs and stuff but I think they stopped that with COVID. Dang it. One more thing they stopped with COVID. I know. COVID ruins everything. I'm still glad we can get the guacamole, though. It was amazing. And we ate way too much there again. Yeah, it was really good. And it was perfect for that. not, like, making it in your table and having you taste it first. It tasted really good. I do hope they bring that back someday, though, because that was fun. I know. It's just like an extra added bonus thing so it is fun yep it's like dinner and a show yeah (laughs) so next we went over to the home store oh I should mention that at each of these places we had to wait in line to get in but I don't think we waited more than five or ten minutes at any of them to go inside do you no probably the longest wait was World of Disney but that still was only maybe like 15 minutes it wasn't very long at all Yeah, they, it was all quick, but we did get all, we're in all these stores mid-afternoon. I bet if we had tried to get into them after six or seven, it would have been crazy. Yeah. So we went to the home store, which has everything cute. They had these cake platters with Lumiere and he's underneath holding up the cake platter. So cute. I love the Disney home store. Like I could just take so many things home there. You, they have these cute dishes set that Mandy always wants to get. And her husband's not jazzed about the idea of having a Disney kitchen. But the pattern on these dishes and things are really subtle. And so I keep encouraging her to buy them and just not say anything. And, like, slowly make her kitchen Disney-themed. And I don't know that her husband will ever even notice. And by the time he does, it's too late. I don't think he'll notice either because I bought a mug out of that set and i have it sitting on the counter and he has not said anything about it yet being mickey so i might do that for my 40th birthday i don't know that i might splurge and buy the whole kitchen set wow that would be so fun i think it would be hilarious too to just see how long it takes him to notice i know he'll just like new plates that's awesome I know. And when he finally does, you'll be like, we've had these for 10 years. What's your problem? Now you don't like them all of a sudden? (laughs) Be the best. (laughs) That is what would happen. And I'm just picturing his moment of realization where he starts looking around and realizes that all this stuff in your house is Disney themed and he had no idea. (laughs) That would actually totally be him. Then he'd be like, I told you no Mickey stuff in the house. I think you should try it and just see how much you can get away with before he noticed. Maybe I'll make him a cup of hot cocoa in my new mug and see if he says anything. Yeah, that'll be the test. Yeah, that'll be the test. <laughs> oh, I think you should do it. Okay, well, after the home store, we went to Salt and Straw. And Mandy had never been there before. And I've been talking it up to her. I love Salt and Straw. And unfortunately, because of COVID, they're not doing samples anymore, which one is was one of the best parts, because they have some crazy flavors and then you can sample them. Um, but what I think right now they're they kind of they change flavors. They have their set flavors, but then each month they rotate through some flavors and they had a cereal themed flavors. So one was kind of like a Lucky Charms thing, and they had like a peanut butter captain crunch one and a Cocoa Krispies. I can't remember the other ones, but I wish we could have tried them. They had the Mary and Berry Frosted Flake one that you got, right? Yes, and that one was good. It looked really good. Um, I was not daring the first time, and I got the chocolate brownie one. That's always a safe bet. I know. I was pretty safe. I do wish they would have been doing samples because there were some crazy flavors I wish I could have tried and once again covid ruined everything i know i am a little confused why they can't do samples it's not like they're re-dipping the spoon into the ice cream again they hand you the spoon you taste it and then you throw it away but i don't know maybe they don't want to touch hands but they could do it in little cups like put it in a little cup and put it on the counter i don't know i don't know i think maybe it was just a good reason for them to stop because there has been times where i've sampled and by the time I've tried things, I've had to tell them you've got to cut down these sample sizes. I can't handle it. And then by the time I was done sampling, I wasn't even sure I wanted ice cream anymore because I was getting full. So maybe this was a good time for them to cut out samples. Yeah, they're probably really thankful for COVID to do that. Then. <laughs> so I did love the Marionberry Cornflake Cookie Jam one that I got, but my favorite is their caramel one. And so I was a little. I was torn because I, we don't have a salt and straw near us. And I was kind of wanted the caramel ones. So we talked about maybe going back. All I got Which s- we did. Yeah. And all I got to say is salt and straw is the most amazing smell as you're walking into the building I've ever smelled. From their yes. homemade sugar cones. Yes. Oh, it's good. It is good. Okay. Well, after that, we got in line for the Disney, the World of Disney store. And it moved pretty quickly it was fast yeah it was a long line it was, but it moved it was yeah and, and it just looks long because they have you spaced out but we shopped around there um i did want to mention there, ju- not due to easter i was gonna say due to easter like due to covid <laughs> <laughs> because it's easter time they have an extravaganza Easter egg hunt that you can do if you want you buy a little card for seven ninety nine, and you can go around all of downtown Disney and they have these character eggs hidden around the buildings and so you can find them and when you do you can bring your card back and they give you a little plastic egg that has like Mickey or Minnie on it or they've got Donald, Daisy and Chip and Dale so that was kind of cute. So do you know could you do that multiple times till you got all the Easter eggs? How does that work? I think you could if you paid $7.99 each. It was fun. I was thinking about um, doing it, but then we got caught up in eating all our yeah. food. So it didn't work out. <laughs> no, but uh, there was so much stuff for the world of Disney to look through. That took a while. So It did. There's so much fun stuff. And Mandy has never in her life owned a pair of Mickey ears. And I convinced her to buy one so she bought her first pair of Mickey ears my very first ears! it was so exciting <laughs> it is I, exciting they're cute I mean, she got the black ones with the red and white polka dot bow yeah after having them um, and actually getting them um, they're pretty fun to wear around i can see why everyone does it <laughs> they're cute and you bought a sweatshirt And I bought a sweatshirt and I bought my Mickey mug. I bought a sweatshirt too. This teal one that I was excited about. And then Mandy talked me into another pair of ears. So I got another pair of ears that are really cute. Well, you got the new ears that like say Disneyland across them and they were adorable and they matched her sweater perfectly. So you had to have them. I know. It's true. I had to get them. You had to get them. I might have to get a different pair of mini ears next time I go. You should. I think I probably have like maybe 25 different pairs. I have a lot. I've always liked them, but they kind of hurt my head after wearing them for a little bit. I wonder if you wore them for a while and they stretched out, if they would be better. I know. I, because even by then the night, my head was starting to kind of hurt. I don't know if I just have a weird shaped head or something. I don't know. But I, After looking at pictures and stuff, they're so cute that it was worth the pain. You just need some Advil. I know. I just need to pack Advil with me and I'll be fine. Yep. Well, after World of Disney, we had a little bit of time before, I mean, maybe an hour before our dinner reservation, and we thought about walking back to the hotel and putting our bags away, but then we saw how long the line was to get back into downtown Disney, and we opted to just sit for an hour and wait for our dining reservation. Because it looked like the line was a- at least an hour long. Yeah. I mean, it was so long. And you had to wait for people to leave before you could come in. And I think we even talked to a cast member about it. Because we were worried about being in line when our reservations were going. And she was nice and said, like, they'll help us get to our reservations if we're still stuck in the line. But uh, we didn't want to stand back yeah, in the line. Yeah, she- I know. She did make it seem like we could skip the line and get back in, but we didn't want to risk it, and we were kind of on the fence about going back to the hotel anyway, so that kind of just made up our mind for us, so we decided to just sit and take a break and people watch for a little while before our dinner reservation at Naples. And I think we went into Marceline's, too, didn't we, during then? Oh, yeah, we did. And they were basically cleaned out of anything that we wanted. Yeah, so get to Marceline's early because they were really cleaned out of everything. I know. Well, we had checked earlier in the afternoon, like walked by and peeked in the cases, and they were pretty cleaned out too. And we kept thinking, surely they're going to restock because it's a Saturday night and they're sold out of most things by 3 p.m. So, of course, they'll restock, but they didn't. No, like it was probably half full, the cases, like in the afternoon, and then it was probably like... 10 20 percent full in the evening it was pretty bare yeah I'm surprised they didn't restock and I was really gonna splurge and get my first caramel apple from Disneyland because I've heard how good they are dang it next, next time, time. Oh. so we went to Naples for dinner I had been there before have you had you been there before? yeah I usually try to go to Naples at least well I usually try to go when I come go to Disneyland, usually once. So it's one of your favorites? Yeah, you it's one say. of my favorites. Because I'd been there before years ago and I got the pasta and I liked it, but I was not very impressed this time. Did we just get a bad go? Or what happened? Well, I can't remember the name of them, but they were like... It's an appetizer that they used to have and they were like little bread balls like with tons of like different cheeses in them and you dip them in the marinara sauce. They that were... So good and they don't have them now because of a limited menu so and then our pizza was a little cold and it didn't get cooked so like the cheese didn't melt. I know it's uh, that was a little annoying so they brought us our pizza and we're like. Okay, it's cold in the middle, and there's big chunks of cheese that aren't even melted, that are still cold. And so the guy comes back, and he's like, "Is everything okay with your dinner?" And we're like, "Well, except for it's cold and not melted." And he was nice, but he's like, "Do you want them to make you a fresh one?" And then I felt guilty all of a sudden because I'm like, "Well, I don't want to waste this, but can't you like put it in the oven for five? It just needs five minutes, or a microwave, or..." something so i don't know maybe we should have had him make us a new one it just seemed wasteful i know that's what i was i didn't want to be wasteful but i was just thinking well can't you just pop it in a microwave but they're actually probably thinking about it hindsight they probably can't take food from your table and re-put it in the kitchen because of covid i know probably they couldn't so we just suffered through our like lukewarm pizza which probably would have been amazing if it had been cooked Well, like the half that was towards the crust was good because it was kind of warm. Yeah, it was kind (laughs) of (laughs) warm. But unfortunately, the middle, I think they just put so much ham on top of it, which was, I mean, a bonus for toppings, but it just didn't melt the cheese underneath. But I don't know. It typically is one of my favorite places to go. um, But it just was... Not the best that meant. Okay, well, I'm going to give it a try again somewhere down the road. Um, they did take 10% off our bill. We didn't, we weren't, we were nice. We didn't complain or anything. The waiter was like, I just took 10% off because it wasn't cooked right. So but we did nice. eat healthy there for once in the whole weekend and we did get a salad too to split. Oh, that's true. I forgot. Yeah, we got a Caesar salad and I liked their Caesar salad. Sometimes the dressing on Caesars are a little, fishy for me but i liked this caesar yeah, it, was, salad. it was really good caesar salad dressing so this was probably the only meal we had all day that we were like that was a good amount of food we ordered just the right amount of food yeah. we didn't over no. order it was good because i mean the pizzas they're thin crust and so they they're not real heavy and dense so it was it was a nice evening meal after all of our food we ate earlier and after dinner, I was I wanted to go get another cone from salt and straw. And Mandy's like, yeah, let's do it. It'll just fill in all the little gaps in our stomach because <laughs> it's ice cream. It'll be fine. So we did. We went back and got a second ice cream cone and I got the caramel one that I love so much. What did you get I the ventured time? out and tried the Lucky Charm cereal ice cream. Oh yeah, what do um, you think of it? It was good. I wouldn't probably get it again. It just tasted like a bowl of Lucky Charms, which I'm sure they were going for. <laughs> um, but I liked the chocolate one better. So yeah, the chocolate one was better. Good to know. Next time they bring back Lucky Charms, mine was the sea salt with caramel ribbons, and it was really yours good. look good. I should have went with that the second time, just going off your recommendation. You can't go wrong with that one. It's really good. um one thing i we both noticed and we kept commenting on the whole day is how crowded downtown Disney seemed at first when we got there, we kind of thought it was just because people were walking through there to go to a touch of Disney, but it stayed crowded the whole time, and maybe it's because we had been at a touch of Disney and there were You know, it was so spread out and there were so few people. It was very easy to social distance. But I felt like it was almost a normal day pre-COVID in downtown Disney. Yeah, because, I mean, that's usually how busy the downtown is when I've gone to Disneyland and visited downtown Disney. It's just, I think we were more amused that it was that busy, yet there's still so many regulations when it comes to going in the park. And yeah, I think that's the... Not confusing, but just kinda like, huh, like I wonder what the difference is really. Yeah, it was a little frustrating to think that we can be walking through downtown Disney and shoulder to shoulder with people, but yet we're not allowed to go to Disneyland regularly. Yeah. I don't know. It was confusing because we're like, What what's the difference? I don't see where the difference is, but we are not the government. No, we are not. They must know way more. We if we were the government, we'd have this all figured out already. (laughs) exactly i don't know why they're not they really should set out a survey to us i was surprised though at how it was i thought it was much more difficult to social distance in downtown disney i mean in the stores it was easier because they limited how many people could be in there but in the walkways it was business as usual which was strange and surprising especially with all the restrictions that disney has been putting in place so that was surprising yeah it was i mean it was at some points was shoulder to shoulder, so. Mm-hmm. And then part of the problem too is they blocked off half of the seating on the benches, so they're like you can't sit here, and so there's no place for people to sit, and so they just stand around, which makes it more crowded. I know. And at one point we were sitting down, and they have like these stickers that say "Do not sit here," and it's like one group per, like little section, and like all these people just started sitting in our section and I'm like well this is weird why wouldn't you just sit on the stickers but then it's like you're not allowed to sit on the stickers so where else are you gonna <laughs> sit so I don't blame them but I'm like Well, why it would be more beneficial if we could just spread out amongst ourselves on the benches yeah it would be more beneficial but, no it was it was a little crowded, but I mean, I I didn't mind the crowds too much just because it does give me a sense of normalcy, and it was never too long to eat or the stores, but it was just kind of interesting. Yeah, I didn't it mind it either. Out. We did want to get beignets, but we uh, couldn't do it. Oh, those mint beignets they had for St. Patrick's Day at the Jazz Kitchen looked delicious. Yep, they did, but we couldn't do it. We were too full. So we walked back to our hotel and Mandy probably fell asleep and I stayed up for several more hours. <laughs> I think that that is what's happened. <laughs> uh, should we tell him about our crazy Uber driver on the way to the airport oh, the next morning? Yes, let's. <laughs> so he picks us up to take us to the airport and he's like, why are you guys leaving now? Disneyland's just getting ready to open. And I said, yeah, that'll be exciting on the 30th when it opens. And he's like, no, it's opening April 2nd. Is that I think what April said? 6th. Yeah. 6th. He's like, no, it's opening April 6th. And I was like, eh, I'm pretty sure it's not. And he's like, yep, it is. I know all these hotel owners personally, and they've guaranteed me that it will open April 6th. And if you come back, I'll get you a $75 ticket. You just <laughs> call me. <laughs> like, okay. So at that point, I was like, I'm not going to argue with you. It's fine. April 6th, whatever. And so he's super friendly, wants to talk to us. Mandy doesn't want to chat because she thinks he's too crazy, but I think it's, I thought it was fun to talk to him. <laughs> and so you sat there silently and I just carried on a 20 minute conversation. I know conversation you're always like, every time we take an Uber, you're always so chatty and like engaging with the drivers. And I'm just like, don't talk to me. Like, I just want to sit here. I like to know about different people. They're just, It's just interesting, but he was crazy. So then he started going on and on about how he's going to stop driving Uber because he only makes three to 4,000 a month and he's going to go back to driving a taxi because he can make $9,000 a month driving a taxi. And I was like, are you serious? Because I'm in the wrong line of work if I can be making over a $100,000 a year driving a taxi. So I did go home and I Googled it. And that is a (laughs) lie. You had to Google it. That was a lie. I did. I Googled. I'm like, how much do you make as a taxi driver? (laughs) And it said like $26,000 a year would be doing good. Obviously, you could probably make more with tips and like depending where you are and stuff. I'm like, that's a far cry from (laughs) $100,000. So that was a lie. But he told us how his his wife moved back to Pakistan after 9-11 because his taxi got shot and it stressed her out. I don't was he in New York? We couldn't really tell. It was kind of hard to follow him. And I don't know why people were shooting at him in 9-11, on 9-11. But his family moved back to Pakistan except for his daughter. And his son moved to Norway because his daughter is an Olympic gold medalist. In what we never actually no. found out. But she's an Olympic gold medalist and she gets paid $150,000 now in Norway to do like an engineering job, but they're going to pay her 325000 next year because she is a gold yes, medalist. And his son Impressive. is working it towards being a gold medalist too, but he's also a model. Yes. So his son's a model and he's going to be a gold medalist in what we do not know, but they pay him extra to model because um, his sister is a gold medalist. And then he showed me, he's like, you want to see a picture of my son? I'm like, yes, I do. And so he shows me his phone and I'm not even joking. The picture on his phone of his son is a young yes. Charlie Sheen. That's who it was that he got from the <laughs> Yes, internet. it was. And that's who I knew, that's when I knew who we were really dealing with. But then you got to be nice because he's driving a taxi. Like we got to, not a taxi, he's our driver. Like we got to be nice to him. He's got our lives you know, in his hands. it's scary that you just so, jump into cars with people and you don't know who they are. Well, Uber said he was Uber good. He did say he was good. He was nice. But then he did tell us that the police pull him over a lot for driving crazy, but it's not his fault. It's his car that makes him drive that way. I know. Way. I was like, oh, no. Are we going to, like, get a blowout or, like, the tires are going to come off or something on the freeway here? Ugh yeah so that made me a little nervous but he was very friendly very nice I mean um one of the more interesting uber drivers I've met. yeah I just I, mean, I told you there I get some crazy uber drivers in Anaheim I don't know why you just I attract do. them they I just I I get some crazy ones there well if Disneyland does open on April 6th then we're gonna be yeah, the crazy one he will showed us dang it we should have gotten his number so we could contact him about you know but ticket. you were really friendly and very nice and engaging with him so that was good yep i gave him a good tip too because he <laughs> yeah, didn't kill that's us. good <laughs> so that is our downtown disney day our nine hour day it was it really was fun. really fun i honestly it did not feel like nine hours at all it seemed to fly by yep we were surprised when we realized how long we'd actually been there i thought that maybe we'd be there three or four hours total but i know we, we I did think probably shop and then go back and eat and then shop and maybe take like a little break but yeah it just kind of seemed like it worked out so yep we had lots of fun and now we're just waiting counting the minutes till we can get back oh so what's your guess again. on when out-of-staters are going to be able to go uh i'm kind of thinking You're going july? july i'm gonna go yeah, august Really? No, I, don't you know. I guess it longer. depends on how many people they vaccinate in California. But I, my guess is August first. All right, we should Good. write these things down because I, I hope it's sooner. All right, we should Good. write these things down because I, I hope it's sooner. But I don't know. I do kind of think it'll be after Fourth of July, just so that, um they don't have people traveling for the holidays or I could see them waiting all the way till school yeah they kind of ease it back into everybody yeah I don't know I guess we'll just have to wait and see I kind of wish they would let out of staters who have been fully vaccinated in though because I will have my vaccine fully by April 30th there you go so maybe I can send them a nice letter that would be nice I think and I mean I I wish we could go. I mean it's nice that they're opening up and everything but it's crazy to me that we can go to downtown Disney but just not in the park. Yeah we can wait in line for food at downtown Disney and for shopping and that's fine but waiting in line for a ride uh, like go going too Send us a survey. I know. It's fine. I'm just really happy that they're i am up too i'm really excited to see how they do everything and see everybody's instagram posts and i'm excited that it's a new step forward and that it's happening so that's ex- yep any movement forward, absolutely is positive okay well it was, it so, was fun so fun thanks you. for having me back again it was fun well i'm looking forward me- to our next trip thank you for having me as a guest i appreciate it Oh, it's always fun to talk to Mandy. Thank you so much, Mandy, for coming and recapping our downtown Disney trip with me. I always have fun with you. And I'm sure Mandy will be back at some point. We just need to schedule another trip so that she can come back and we can recap it all um thank you guys so much for listening i have such a great time making these podcasts and i really appreciate your support i would love it so much if you would leave me a review in the review section of the podcast that helps people find me that would be amazing also i'm going to put links to my social media if you want to check that out so that you can be in the loop as soon as we have park information, any kind of park information, I will put it on there the second that I find out about it. So follow me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, I've also got a blog. You can check that out and I even have a newsletter. So I'll put that link in the show notes as well. All right. Thank you so much guys. It was fun. I'll be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.